What is up, you amazing listeners and viewers tuning in from whichever platform you love to get your podcast from. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, as well as the host of this amazing podcast brought to us by Atlas Seed and the Autoflower Review. Be sure to show them some love and hit that like button. Comment down below if you enjoy the show or if you have any questions and follow along or subscribe so you can never miss out on any episode that we post. Now, in today's episode of Reviewing Ruderalis, I'll be teaching all of you how to essentially feed your autoflowers at any stage with any type of uh, feeding nutrient line amendments, um, your own additives, your own teas, uh, basically whatever kind of type of growing, we're just going to go over it. I'm going to go in the over the ins and outs and the fundamentals of understanding nutrients, essentially how you guys and gals should be properly feeding your autoflowers at every stage. This is a question that I get asked Probably weekly, I got asked last week by a gentleman who is growing in hydroponics. And hydroponics can be a little more finicky than uh, some of the other grow mediums out there because changes can happen almost instantaneously. And a lot of growers who are growing in recirculating system usually recirculating systems usually have issues growing different strain varieties or cultivars of autoflowers just because they all eat differently and they're all dumping. Um, the different um, nutrients back into the mix. And so we'll get into that. Now to start, I think the number one question I get is what are the best nutrients to grow autoflowers with? And I guess if you're asking my personal opinion, because it does come down to personal opinion, for sure there's like science and proof in the pudding as far as like certain companies will have you know, testers or a, com- or a grow operation where they're testing their stuff and they're proving out what's, you know, actually producing from it. The, if you're asking my opinion, if I could grow any which way, I would use sunlight in greenhouses in raised grow beds that are living grow beds and that I don't till, like no till um, living grow beds. So that's essentially with like earthworms in it, red wrigglers, um, isopods, springtails. Um, you could have uh, the nematodes, all sorts of things, ladybugs, like just a natural setting. And then building your own soil is probably the best thing you could do. I mean, hey, starting with living soils and stuff is great, but learning to build a soil to your recipe and, and that's a neutral enough soil that you can add to it or compost with it and start adding compost or using compost to amend the soil that's probably the best one in the world like earthworm compost is 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 probably top tier um that's why i like the terravesca vermicompost so for growers wondering what my ideal setup would be out outdoors would be you know no-till organic sunlight no wasting energy or nutrients other than like water and basically just mother earth (laughs) um however that does require things like having a homestead because you'll want alpaca or bunny poop to put into the compost you want to have a big compost pile where you can put vegetables and fruits and worms and all sorts of things to break it all down and create a compost pile that you can amend the soil with so indoor growers that's that's a we don't have all that right and also having bugs indoors is not ideal so for most growers it's just the alternative is buying a living soil that doesn't have like necessarily bugs in it It has microbial life but it hasn't like it doesn't have bugs right so there are some soils out there that they do sell red wrigglers and um 
but buying a living soil is probably the easiest thing you can do. But for autoflowers, it's a little finicky because when you're buying soils that are hot, which living soils are because they're full of nutrients, right? So that's what a living soil is. You have to use a neutral blend to plant in. And I talk about this with uh, the how to transplant seedlings, how to uh, germinate your seedlings. I have talked about this with many a times as far as what exactly um, you're doing whenever you're planting into a living soil and why you're killing your seedlings is because the accessible nutrients are so high, it, it it's almost like it's a toxic amount of nutrients for it basically strangles out the root system and your plant can't feed it's over it in taking like it's the osmosis is happening too much with too many nutrients and it basically burns your plant and kills your plant so planting in living soil is not always the greatest um you even using a nutrient a neutral soil like happy frog or something like that just a very neutral blend sometimes it works great but the then you run through your nutrients within two weeks and your plant starts wanting nutrients right so how do you feed once you do that do you add a bunch of earthworm castings do you add uh do you do a tea do you uh do a liquid blend of nutrients do you do dry amendments and top feed and use water what do you do so i'm gonna i'm gonna say this till i'm blue in the face every single option out there from hydroponics soilless aquaponics aeroponics uh the to cloning your plants to revegetating your plants monster cropping um any type of grow medium soil living soil um when if you're using synthetics partial synthetics if you're using um it doesn't matter what you're using the rule of the thumb that i've i've realized with autoflowers is that no matter what stage you're at if you are struggling with your feeding schedule or your the, the amount you're feeding, generally you should just quarter dose everything. So if it tells you to use a cup, use a quarter of a cup. If it tells you to use a teaspoon, use a quarter of a teaspoon. So you're, you know, if it tells you to use 200, uh, 100 milliliters, use 25 milliliters. So these are the things that you wanna make sure that you're doing. I like to just quarter everything. So I had a gentleman who messaged me about hydroponics and having trying to find a blend that was the perfect blend for every plant through and through every stage of growth. And he never had to adjust it. He just every time. And there's not necessarily a blend that does it. There's only one blend for hydroponics that I've truly used that is actually like damn near perfect. And I will always shout it out. And that that is... Um, the prescription blend. So prescription blend nutrients has a seriously phenomenal scientific sort of chemistry to it. Um, that when you do it in the proper order, like they tell you to in their feeding chart and the right doses for each stage, doesn't matter what your pH is of your water by the end of the, the dosing line, um, your pH should be exactly where it needs to be. I think their seedlings like 5.9, their veg or their seedlings like 5.6 or something like that. Then their veg stage is like 5.9 and their flower stage is like 6.1, 6.2 or something. Um, and it's really nicely dialed in and they're all different volumes. Now that is probably the best and closest one trick, one for all kind of line that you could use for growing cannabis. 
However, that doesn't mean individual plants won't want more. And that's something about for all hydroponic growers out there, if you're using a recycling uh, recirculating system and not just singular buckets, or you're not growing the same cultivar through your entire system, you will always have to deal with pH shifts drastically, plants not getting certain nutrients, um, just all sorts of things that you won't have to do with deal with if you're doing singular buckets. Singular buckets when it comes to autoflowers is probably the easiest thing to do. If you're going to do a recirculating system, you want to be growing the same cultivar. And even then, every single autoflower eats differently. So it's really, it's not necessarily the best to do a recirculating system, but you can. So at least with the prescription blend line, they've gone ahead and half dosed, I think is what, if I remember right, what most of the strains could fully take. So they took it down all the way half so that there's a, it's like a nice blend of nutrients to keep your plants happy and healthy, but those really strong, vigorous plants will need some more. So that's probably the only blend I've ever used for any, I'm with anything, literally with anything out there, because I've used that, I used it on like 13 different plants and it fed the plants all the same in multiple substrates too. So I have to vouch for a prescription blend. It was very, very good. Now, is there anything else out there for like, could you use that on soil? For sure. You technically can, but the thing about it is, is you'll get buildup or you'll get different. It, that's a hydroponic, that, that one is really built for hydroponics. So for anything else, you really have to understand fundamentals. So you need to understand what the signs of your plants are telling you so that you can feed the plants individually. You know, if you start at a quarter dose of whatever you're using, um, all all of your plants will eventually probably want more food. Some of them may not. Maybe you have uh, some like very easy plants that don't need much and they're not really hefty eaters. And that's totally fine. But some, your, some, if not all of your plants, are probably going to want more food at some point. So there's signs for that. You need to learn the signs for that. You know, when your plants are fall fading from the tips of the leaves early on in veg, um, they're going through the nutrients inside the leaves. Same thing with flowers. So if you want to keep a nice, gr- healthy green, and if you're going to do, um, if you're going to mix nutrients into the soil and do dry amendments, then you need to know that dry amendments take anywhere from 7 to 14 days to fully release and be absorbed by your plant. So you have to plan 14 days ahead of time to where your plant will be basically eating. If you're going to do like a micro uh, microbial heavy tea, like a, a, you're going to brew a tea for uh, uh, 24 hours, which is my fiance and I call it poop stew because it's really gross. You have to, you know, it's compost tea. So... You take compost and you stick it in water for 24 hours with a, a air bubbler, an air or air pump and an air stone. And uh, you add specific amendments to it, you know, blood meal or bone meal or kelp meal or, you know, fish and seaweed extracts, all sorts of things that you can add to a tea. Basically, nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus, and then your mac- macronutrients you want to cover and your or your micronutrients you want to cover like manganese, boron, copper, zinc. Um, uh, I think iron's one of them. So uh, you, you just want to make sure you cover the list and array of nutrients. But when you're making teas and when you're making any sort of nutrient mix, you don't want to ex- exceed a certain PPM for every stage, right? So if 
the seedling stage is 250 ppm that you want to you could potentially be at well for autoflowers you probably don't want to exceed 100 ppm because that's even pushing it sometimes for seedlings so you want to stay under 100 ppm then that's going up to about day 14. now day 14 to day 21 that's kind of like a veg stage to even day 35 that's like a veg stage for autoflowers so during that stage you can push the ppms all the way up to 900 to 1000 ppm to some plants like 1100 ppm this is where you test how heavy you can feed your plants but you don't want to go too crazy with it especially if you're in soil because it's harder to flush soil than it is hydroponics so i know that i'm kind of going back and forth between so many but there's different growers who are growing for uh in so many different substrates but the fundamental principles of, of feeding autoflowers is the same it's feeding at a quarter dose and making sure the substrate you're using isn't going to have any poor or ill reactions and you're feeding your plants in a timely manner properly you're not stacking feeds so like if you have dry amendments dry amendments you're going to use uh maybe that first day you use a mix of uh nutrient mix to actually feed the garden so that that week it gets the initial dose of the feeding you gave and then seven days after that when it's going to want more those dry amendments are going to start releasing and you're you've planned for that and now you can just use water for two weeks instead of having to use any more nutrients right or if you accidentally under or if you understand how feeding works sometimes uh, overfeeding can happen where people think that the plant is eating a ton a ton a ton and then they they don't realize the plants hit its limit and you give it one more feed and it's now overfed. Well, in hydroponics is as simple as just changing the reservoir and backing down to a different PPM or or dumping out half the reservoir and filling it up with uh, pH and dechlorinated water and getting it back to a reasonable uh, PPM. Uh, but with soil, you'll have to flush, you know, you'll have to feed water for several days and flush or like flush, you know, several gallons of water through the soil, um, generally three times the amount of soil you're using. So if you're using three gallons of, or if you're using a three gallon grow pot, you want to flush nine gallons of water through it potentially if you want to completely reset it. But for like a quick little flush like that, you could do like a three gallons to four gallons of water and it would flush out kind of the excess nutrient excess nutrients and and bring that ppm lower and probably save your plant but then you have the headache of dealing with ph ranges being shifted out because you're in soil and soil takes a couple days so all of that headache comes from essentially not understanding how to feed so it's the easiest thing to do is if you're going to be a living soil grower and you want to do vermicompost like terravesco vermicompost it's in my opinion, it's probably the best vermicompost out there. It's the cleanest. It's extremely good. Um, they have a liquid extract and a physical one. If you want to be a physical dry amendment grower, these are the dry amendments I think you should have on hand. I think you should have bone meal, blood meal. I think you should have a dry molasses. And I think you should have a vermicompost. Those are really, really solid. Extras would be like uh, fish and lobster, crabs, or any any sort of crab or seashell type, like like that kind of shell. Uh, not seashell, but crab shell or lobster shell. Anything like that is really good. Um, you can do, uh, you can technically do eggs if you bake the eggs properly, get them into a fine dust, and then activate them as calcium um, benzitate or whatever it is. Um, you can make your own calcium acetate. I think that's what it's called. You can make your own calcium at home using eggs. It's a, like a two-week process or seven-day process or something. I have a video on it. I haven't done it in forever. 
Um, but but you can technically add eggshell to the uh, your stuff, but you need to clean the eggshells really well. And that's why I don't like adding eggshell. Um, uh, Neptune's Harvest sells uh, lobster and crab shell mix that works wonderfully. And it's already activated. It breaks down as calcium. So that's what I prefer. So those are the things that I would have on hand just as a thing. And maybe kelp meal. Kelp meal is really good. TMB Naturals has a really good kelp meal. Um, but those are the dry amendments I would have on hand. Now, what is the proper ratio for any of those? Well, it, there is no proper ratio. These are, if you're going to be a dry amendment organic gardener, you need to understand what types of dry amendments give to your, or like what types of nutrients these dry amendments give to your garden. Blood meal gives a lot of nitrogen and calcium and boron. Um, bone meal is going to be more on your phosphorus, potassium. So bone meal is going to be more for your flower stage. Blood meal is going to be more for your vegetative stage. And then you have kelp meal that is a wide variety. It's a, it's kelp is like the sea sponge, the sponge of the sea. It's like the, it's like the filter of the sea. It collects all this, uh, um, really good nutrients and kind of cleans the ocean and helps scrub it. But also it's just full of, uh, lots and lots of stuff. Um, so it kind of has a, a spread of a ton of, I think over 40 different nutrients that cannabis uses. So kelp meal is a nice one. It has a, a lot of nutrients on a small scale. The, the shells that I was talking about, the crab and lobster shells, that's calcium. And there's other things in there as well, but mainly calcium. Um, and uh, magnesium you can get from Epsom salts or various salts. Um, there's a ton of different, like like I said, there's a lot of different ways that people get magnesium this day and age. Um, there's some really good ways. Liquid magnesiums and uh, calciums are very popular. But these are all using these different ones. And then the vermicompost that I talked about is just a full NPK blast, very high in nitrogen, um, really solid in PK and has a ton of um, micronutrients across the board. So um, these are your, you'll add at different times. Let's say your plants are in the flower stage or you realize that your soil is, it needs re-amended. You know, the, the plant has really depleted the nutrients in the soil. You might do a cup or two cups of uh, worm casting or four cups of worm castings or eight cups of worm castings or a whole bag, depending on how big of a uh, grow pot you're growing in, right? Um, it just depends on the size of your grow pot. You don't want to do too much. I usually do two cups for a four to five gallon grow pot to re-amend it every, you know, four to six weeks. So really goes a long way. Let's say you're in, uh, you're, you've got some autoflowers and they really are just killing the uh, calcium. They just, they're, they're using it. Well, you can use some um, blood meal and some shells and kick up the nitrogen and calcium uptake and boom, you'll have uh, a little happier of a response. You could use a quarter cup each or a half a cup each. Essentially, the principle is just understanding the nutrients that you're working with. When you're working with dry amendments or living soils or soils that you're trying to keep a micro beneficial life inside of it, you know, clean, happy, healthy, and um, basically continuously blossoming, you just need to know what food they need to eat to be able to give those nutrients to the plant. Um, there's no real ratios out there. There's a lot of growers who have made ratios for their plants and their cultivars that they grow. Um, there's people who try to make recipes all the time. To be honest, 
dry amendments and organic growing is totally a uh you get it you got to get a feel for it and you just got to trial and error it always start with less that is the major principle start with less if you think like a cup is going to be too much do a quarter cup see how your plants respond if it needs more it needs more um you know you if you if you're it, in growing cannabis as a novice making a mistake like not having enough nutrients is actually a lot better than having too much nutrients because your plants can still survive without, you know, not having enough nutrients. They just won't produce as heavy, right? Um, but having too many nutrients, you can kill your plant very quickly. So less is always more. Now for all the other growers out there who just go and buy a line or buy like a three-part uh, nutrient line or like a five-part line or something like that, or buy like some grow dots or recharge, whatever it is, you're just following you're, you're either going to follow exactly what it tells you if, if there's no if it's like a grow dot you really don't have a choice so those are kind of iffy uh here and there uh depending on what they are i know the actual grow dots and recharge are actually very good and i know a lot of people grow them with auto use them with auto flowers because they are a low dose uh like release that you can add you know more to increase what you need um the uh the, all the other stuff, if you are using like, let's say prescription blend or cultured biologics or um, shoot high growzymes stuff, any, anything. And even if you're if you're using a line with additional amendments, like you bought this line and then these amendments from this company, it doesn't matter. Take everything they tell you. If you've never grown that autoflower with that nutrient line before, just take every like if it tells you to do, you know, a teaspoon. To a quarter teaspoon um you only have to do that for about a week till you realize like okay it can handle more i'll do half a teaspoon next feeding and then okay it likes that i'll do a full teaspoon next time or three quarters and just work your way up to the full dose of what they're telling you because sometimes these companies really do put like a 900 ppm uh feed chart on um you know on a label or like a 1500 ppm feed chart on a label and they're not expecting people to use it for auto flower so sometimes it's just not something people expect uh, autos are still newer to a lot of companies working in the industry and they're not new i mean they're definitely making their way around um but yeah it's it, it, i could blab my face i could blab this until i'm blue in the face and uh pass out and uh still i i swear i'll get questions quarter dose quarter dose quarter dose there's no there is no magical answer that i could ever give anyone to be like yeah you should do this for your nutrient line because this works every single time no even even with living soil grow beds even with dialed in lines like i talked i talked about with prescription blend every cultivar will eat differently i grew 13 different cultivars and soil cocoa hydroponic and living soil and all of them ate roughly the same i think like four or five of them needed more food so that's it's that's probably the closest blend i've came across that is on the lighter side of things more companies are moving towards the lighter side of things culture biologics i really wish they were still around making product um they're trying to get their feet back on the ground and figure out location and all that but they had a really great line and they had a really great product that was micro powders and a little went a inc an incredibly long way. So supporting brands and companies like that will definitely help bring more into cannabis for other growers. I know there's a lot of stuff out there. 
Um, I mentioned TMB Naturals Kelp Meal. That is, it's really great as far as an amendment. Um, it does a lot for the soil. It does a lot if you're going to brew a tea. Um, the Terravesca Vermicompost, I use that just to reamend my soil. That's the only thing I use to reamend my soil. It's very rich and it has a lot of stuff in it that um, I don't need to buy any other nutrients for it, like blood meal or bone meal or anything like that. Um, I usually don't do too many teas this day and age, and I keep it to just a very minimalistic way of growing where I get my soil. I amend it with some Terravesca whenever it needs it. I'm feeding pretty much pH and dechlorinated water, and I put a little bit of the liquid uh, vermicompost extract inside of it and some hydro, high, the Hygrozyme, the high, sh high Shield, and the High Clean product from Hygrozyme. And um, I do pH Lush from Culture Biologics, and that's it. And I'm in usually perfect range. I usually don't ever have to pH, and wham, bam. That's that's how I feed my plants. It's very very simple, and that it's a it's a literal eyeballed mix based on the stage of growth my, growth my plants are in. Generally, it's just such a light mix that I'm just adding a little. I'm feeding the microbials just enough to keep it alive and reamending the soil when they need it. So it's a very minimalistic way of growing. It's very cheap. It's, uh, it's not blowing through supplies. And that's really honestly how you feed uh, an autoflower every step of the way. It doesn't matter if it's a seedling, it's a vegetative stage, if it's flower. The only difference is you're shifting. So seedlings don't need as heavy as everything else. They definitely don't need PK. So you really don't need to add PK to their boosters or anything like that. They're not using much of it. Um, they're, the the nutrients are important because macronutrients are what micronutrients bind to to be able to be absorbed. So, you know, calcium and magnesium are going to be binding to nitrogen most of the time. And then you're, um, I think it's like manganese and copper are going to be binding to phosphorus um, or potassium. I forget which one. They, they all have individual ones that they bind to and that your plant uses uh, to absorb through the osmosis and the root system. And that's where... You could even opt in for doing some foliar feeds during vegetative stage because as long as the root zone's wet, uh, you could feed on-site uh, using on-site through the leaf osmosis. So like water droplets, if they have nutrients in them, they can be absorbed into the leaf through uh, on-site osmosis. It's really interesting and cool. Um, but you could find a foliar spray that you like and do a quarter dose of the foliar spray and then work your way up to a full dose and see how your plants respond to it. Just remember, you generally want to do foliar sprays uh, when lights are going to go off because uh, if you keep water droplets on when you have very potent lights, you're just creating magnifying glasses or magnifying spots to burn, create burn spots on your plant. And it'll look like you have a calcium deficiency or something when you just accidentally burned your plants because of the, the water droplets. So um, the, there's there's lots of things to think about when, when it comes to feed. Like, okay, well, will I do this? To be honest, try it out. Just, you know, if you have nutrients that you're using and you like the nutrient line, you like, you know, everything about it, the smells of it, you like it, that it's organic, you like the company you support, uh, whatever it may be, whatever your choice may be, uh, if you are very happy and content with your nutrient line, but you just don't know how to use it, it just takes dialing in. So back off to a quarter dose, then slowly raise it up. And I promise you, you'll probably have much better results. Um, if you don't know nutrient lines uh, or what to use, um, if, you, if you're struggling out there and you're like, I really, I'm banging my head against the wall, I don't know. If you're using hydroponics, check out Prescription Blend. I like them the most. They're probably my most they're the one that I recommend the most for the 
easiest experience when it comes to novice growing or just anyone growing in hydroponics. When it comes to anything else, uh, as far as like organic cultivation, um, I think you should be using something like a Terravesco vermicompost to re-amend with. Um, high Grozyme products are really actually solid. Um, I was, like I said, I wish Culture Biologics was still around because I really, really, I love their stuff immensely. But no, I, I think uh, TMB Naturals is probably the best CO2 and kelp that I've used. They have an enhancer stuff that I have to use too. Haven't used it yet. Um, and they are my favorite pH up and down. They're the they're all natural granular pH up and downs. I like them the most. They're not harsh or heavy or they don't put a ton of PK into your reservoir. So that's great to think about. Other than that, I don't really know other blends. I've used so many of the you know, the ones you find on Amazon or Google or YouTubers have shown you. And to be honest, they all have their pros and cons. They all work differently. They all grow differently. They all cause bud to be different terpene smelling. It's at this point when you're, when you aren't getting bud and you don't know the fundamentals of growing, you should just worry about picking a line, getting your cannabis growing and getting the, the, the zones and ranges dialed in. So you understand how to feed plants first and foremost. And then stress finding a, a permanent nutrient line or way to feed your plants that you like. It's taken me several years to actually figure out what I really enjoy, what I really like, what's the best for me and my my setup and my time and, and my lifestyle and everything. Because that all comes in play, you know, with feeding your plants is how often do you want to be feeding? How often do you want to be monitoring? How often do you want to be making adjust adjustments? How often do you want to be adding stuff? Do you want to be not adding stuff? Do you want to be doing slow uh, release? Like how do your plants... Uh, react, what kind of plants are you growing? What kind of strains are you growing? All these questions need to be answered by the individual grower. And that takes experience and time to figure out. So at the end of the day, my best advice is if you're a novice grower, take your time and grow one single plant in a two by two by four in about a three to five gallon grow pot under a simple 90 watt light, like a, you know, you can get off Amazon and Get that to where you can grow some seriously quality stuff under that dialed in with your feeding and, and you can go anywhere past that. Now you can take that onto a larger scale and you can add more plants and add more plants, but just learn on one plant. You don't need to grow multiple plants to learn. Just grow and learn on one plant, quarter teaspoon, quarter dose or quarter dose. Everything is what I meant to say. Um, and that will be your golden rule. That's the golden ticket right there. <laughs> All right. Be sure to hit that like button, comment down below if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any input whatsoever or struggles yourself. Um, and so we can help you get those uh, feeding questions situated and all that fun stuff. And be sure to follow along or subscribe if you're watching on YouTube as it shows Atlas Seed and the Autoflower Review. Some major love for, you know, us putting this show, reviewing Ruderalis out there every single week for you lovely listeners to learn more. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll be back every single Monday. I know it's Tuesday, but I will be back every single Monday to teach you all about growing autoflowers and cannabis stuff. So much love, happy growing, and peace. Peace.